Hello, welcome to the Healthy Alternatives podcast. I am Dr. Christine Sauer with DocChristine.com. Today's show is a recording of my radio show of the same name. Enjoy! Good afternoon, this is Dr. Christine Sauer, your host of the show Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOE FM with live stream on communityradio.ca every Thursday at 12 noon Atlantic Standard Time. Thanks for tuning in today. In this show, I will talk mostly with guests about all aspects of health, healthcare and wellness, from conventional to alternative and everything in between. My mission for this radio show is to help change people's lives for the better by informing them about different options to get and stay healthy and well so they can choose for themselves which option might work in their case. And if you feel you are stuck in a dark place, I want to tell you, don't give up. There's a light at the end of the tunnel for you too. Today, I'm very pleased to be with my friend Erin Madden, an online weight loss and overeating coach located in Halifax, Nova Scotia, but she works online all over North America. Welcome, Erin. Thank you for having me, Christine. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you. Now, I ask all my guests, how did you end up becoming a weight loss and overeating coach? Well, I'm sure like everyone else, I've um, struggled with my own um, uh, weight loss issues growing up. I had low self-esteem. I didn't eat the best of foods. Um, and because of that, um, I just had no energy. I had poor concentration. So as I got older, I started researching um, a lot about food and nutrition because I was tired of living, um, at, uh, being unhealthy. Um, and um, I changed a lot about my diet. So I started incorporating lean proteins, um, fruits, vegetables, um, whole grains, and I was amazed with how much energy and uh, mental focus um, I was becoming, I was getting. Um, I also um, struggled with um, uh, chronic vertigo when I was growing up. Um, I was diagnosed with it at five and I was on so many prescription drugs to try to um, help with the uh, dizzy episodes. And they always made me worse. So I actually found out that food and nutrition really helped with minimizing the uh, vertigo that I had. Wow, that's really interesting. <laughs> let, uh, let me ask you, you, just, uh, you were diagnosed at five with chronic vertigo. I, How did you feel that? How did you know that at five years? Did you stumble? Well, did you fall? It took the doctors probably, about, I think, about three years to give me a diagnosis. So I was in and out of the hospitals a lot with... Um, um, a lot of these tests. Um, and when I was th that young, I really um, didn't understand any of it because I was constantly getting sick. I was always dizzy. Um, I was always getting migraines. So it was very hard to live with um, So that it young. was really a painful event, it, not just dizzy. It was a migraine too. Did it, you fall? Did you stumble a lot? Oh, yes. Oh. I had no um, equilibrium at all. Like It was just hard for me to stay balanced 
at all times. Um, and I was in and out of school. So like I had a lot of my, had to get a lot of support from my, uh, friends and family, um, Mm. to kind of get me through the school system because I was always out getting, uh, being sick. So, Mm. (laughs) um, so it was really hard to, um, uh, live with, uh, when I was growing up. So as I got older as well, um, like I, um, I had, uh, like weight loss issues and, um, uh, when, when did you start uh, realizing that there's something that you can do yourself to get better? It was because the doctors couldn't help me. <laughs> How old were you when that started? Um, when I started figuring out? Yeah. Um, probably when I was about 18 or 19. So uh-huh. I was just finishing school, high school, and... Um, as I got older though, I, um, the vertigo episode started to minimize, but, um, it was still, I was still having difficulty with it at times. Um, and, um, I just kind of started researching, um, cause it seemed like there was more people getting vertigo as, um, I got a little bit older and the internet, there was, the internet was just becoming a little bit more popular. So you can find all kinds of stuff online now. <laughs> yeah. There, there you see, I'm a little bit older than you when I was 18 there was no internet yet yes exactly so i think uh, yeah, you're still the, young yeah i but, think uh we got the internet when i was 13 years old and by then like you'd still have to rely on encyclopedias and dictionaries so there was yeah. it wasn't that popular so no, no. um it was um so i basically just kind of um saw what i um i um i could find stuff online and just researching nutrition um i felt that it was a huge impact with how it made me feel Mm. altogether (laughs) now uh, were you overweight as a young girl no it was more the fact that i idolized a lot of teen pop stars so i actually had um a good like um according to like my bmi it was like within the healthy range but yes. you know you always had to feel like you needed to be better <laughs> you have to look like twiggy and they are really starving themselves absolutely but i understand that many teenagers have body image yep. issues and so you dealt with that yourself that was huge in high school it just seemed like everyone was going on a diet they were they always needed to um like look like um fashion models <laughs> yeah and 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 that is still the case sometimes it just really now is. the names are different then i don't know who it was when you grew up when i grew up in the magazines it was <laughs> twiggy and she was so tiny mm. and uh, nowadays it's maybe kim kardashian or god yeah. knows who <laughs> I don't watch enough TV to know. Yeah. <laughs> and but but I know they and and they don't realize those people are for one starving themselves and then the pictures of of course are made photoshopped mm-hmm. to make them look extra nice and pretty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you overcome come those issues? Because it's really a serious issue for a teenager. Yeah, so basically, uh, because I started researching food and how certain foods actually made me feel better inside. Um, so you experimented on I exper- yourself. I experimented on oh, myself. Excellent, <laughs> and, I love that. Um, um, around that time, I was just starting to move out on my own, so I had to learn how to cook for myself and not rely on parents. <laughs> That's a good transition. So absolutely, and then um, because that I was also starting university, uh, because I was starting to actually enjoy healthy eating. That's why I wanted to um, go um, enroll in um, the uh, Bachelor of Science in 
nutrition at Mount St. Vincent here in Halifax. Mm -hmm. um, so I learned a lot from the classes um, I attended as well. So I, I feel like nutrition really played a big role in my own life um, and personal transformation. Um, and that's why I want to help uh, people that do need assistance because a lot of people these days are looking for solutions uh, for help for um, weight or health issues. And there's just too much online these days. <laughs> I always say, Mr. Google gives you the choices, but he really doesn't give you answers. Yes, absolutely. So, so that's very and true. The scary part with the internet is anyone can post online. <laughs> and there's a lot of crap. Yes, absolutely. There's real news, fake news, and everything in between. <laughs> yes, that is very true. So I want to be able to um, help um, clients like overcome their um, uh, health concerns, um, their eating issues and be able to actually enjoy food without having to uh, worry what people are thinking. <laughs> and that's the thing. I find that um, there's still so much peer pressure now is that you have to look a certain way, you have to act a certain way, and I want to be able to tell people that you can be yourself, you just have to um, uh, be educated about it. <laughs> yes. So uh, when you were 18, Did you make the choice then to look after yourself better or was it yep. before that? It was uh, when I was just finishing high school. So you went um, all through high school with dizziness, migraines, yep. feeling crappy and you still made I, it. Good for you. I just, At that point, I just thought it was just a part of my life. Um, you have to live with it. Absolutely. Manage it. Um, like when I, was, when I was first diagnosed... Um, It was it was very difficult, but it seemed like as I got older, the episodes minimized. And I was actually I read online that it says that by the time uh, children reach 18, their central nervous systems are a lot more developed, um, and it, they can actually like manage a lot of vertigo episodes a little bit better. So, um, but be, when I was a kid, I would be in bed for like a couple days at a time, and mm. I would be out of school for like three or four days at a time. It's a miracle. I still managed to not behind, uh, fall behind on anything just because I had so much support <laughs> to make sure well, I don't. You had a lot of support yeah. and there must be something else but sawdust between your ears too. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to have fun. <laughs> but uh, I, can, I can really understand. I can see you there in high school struggling to keep up, mm -hmm. being dizzy, feeling miserable and to make the choice to change things and start with experimenting with nutrition, I think that's a very courageous choice that yeah. many people do not do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I knew that the doctors pretty much gave up on me after so many years of tests because they're like, we don't know how you got it. <laughs> You're just going to have to live with it. <laughs> And many people that we see really are told that by their doctors. This is the disease. That's the name, the label, mm. and manage it. Yeah. And of course, we see that it's not always yeah. the case. And when back then, because it was just so new, it's not mm. like they could recommend a dietitian for me at the time because you know, they they had no idea that it was something that can be managed just through proper nutrition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean, just for our listeners that can't see you, that can't be more than 10 years ago. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you say back then. Yeah. And from my perspective, and I share that, freely i'm 57 so it, it, it 
back then is when I was 70. <laughs> That's a little further back. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but there was color photography then. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so that is a wonderful story. And we will elaborate on the details on how you did it and how you transitioned your own body image to now helping your clients in the second half. And I'm excited to hear more from you, how you did it and what steps you're taking your clients through now, because that is really what the people need to know, what's out there yeah. and that there is a way out. That's exactly what I always say, don't give up. And this brings us to the end of the first half of today's broadcast here on 97.5 CIOE FM Community Radio. Please tune in after the commercial break for more about Erin Madden and mm -hmm. weight loss and body images. <laughs> Thank you. Hello and welcome back to Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOE FM or on the web at communityradio.ca. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer, and today I'm talking with Erin Madden, weight loss and overeating coach mm -hmm. and body image specialist. <laughs> In the first half, we talked a little bit about her story, how she ended up being what she is now and now I want to know a little bit more about how you exactly did it. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. A lot of it was just trial and error. <laughs> so how, did, how did you actually go about it? Because you can't just try and error. I mean you can eat a hot dog one day and hamburger next day and that's trial and error and you still feel miserable. <laughs> did you have a diary or any no, method to it? Um. I just kind of um, like bought a bunch of um, like I had a bunch of cookbooks that um, I never um, really used, so I just kind of started experimenting with the cookbooks and mm -hmm. just um, gathering recipes online and just discovering like healthy meals that um, like would be tasty and flavorful without any um, of the extra calories and additives um, to them. Um, and I've always kind of liked to cook um, and I just wanted to um, experiment a little bit more in the kitchen. But yeah, I honestly didn't have a huge trouble, um, a huge problem with um, cutting out a lot of like the junk food. Um, just because I knew how much, how it actually made me feel, I didn't want to have to feel um, uh, trapped in my own body. <laughs> that is a very good reason. And sadly, I must say many people have no uh, idea how they really feel when they eat. Yeah, I personally have a lot of willpower, and once I say that I'm going to cut so. certain <laughs> certain things out, I still love my chocolate though. That I cannot get rid of for the life of me. <laughs> Dark chocolate is good for you. <laughs> it is. It's heart healthy. <laughs> yes, it is. But um, I never um, like. Um, I when I was um, growing up, I ate a lot of candy, um, and uh, that. 
was a little bit of a struggle to get rid of. But once I once I started cutting a lot of that oat and making foods that actually were tasty without having to sacrifice any flavor, it was actually really easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's what I get my clients um, now to do is I give them recipes that they can um, uh, th- uh, that complement their um, uh, their level of skill, and um, I give them a lot of spices that are very flavorful where you don't have to sacrifice any flavor so okay so what do you recommend to people that are addicted to the sugar part or the the milk chocolate or the marshmallows or the candy what what do how can you help them get break that addiction yeah so um i um like to tell them to i get them to increase their protein intake because usually when they're addicted to like candy um or sugar um they are a little they are low in protein as well as healthy fats so if they have um, more protein in their diet and, and good fats like avocados and coconut oil that is really good for breaking their addiction um it's all about um finding balanced meals throughout the day so um i get them to have um uh, for snacking um i get them to have like fruit uh with like nuts or greek yogurt for example and that usually satisfies their sweet tooth um then um so yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, that's okay. <laughs> and it's always interesting that some people are able to give it up and some are not. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference? Because many people lose weight on all kinds of programs yeah. like Weight Watchers, but statistics say 97% gain it back. Yeah. So how can you prevent that? Say you do all that. You go on a diet. Terrible word. Yeah, it is a terrible word, and it's a word I really don't like to um, let tell my clients. Like I need, to, I want to make sure that they're making lifestyle changes and that they're not giving up um, anything. Um, if they um, like, will eat like have some of their favorite foods in moderation. Um, last night, I just um, uh, created a newsletter talking about that. How you shouldn't have to feel like you're giving up all your favorite foods. Like there's actually creative ways you can use them and make them healthier like um right now i'm seeing all these low calorie ice creams at the grocery store and these um, skinny cow ice creams well uh, one of my clients can actually have one of that over um like higher calorie ones like the baxter's brands for example um there's um like too many of my clients enjoy pizza well i have recipes that um they uh, they can do a cauliflower pizza crust um and then just layer it on vegetables um with uh like some cheese and um some chicken and that's a lot um, more healthy than buying like delicio pizza (laughs) that's for sure Um, and and it it can be even more tasty it is i actually prefer that um, when i make my own meal meals, um, there's a lot more flavor to it than buying packaged foods. (laughs) Now, working online, you work mostly from home. Not all your clients will do that. How do you manage when they ask you, well, I have to travel for work. I have to go out every day and... uh, uh, then I have to order something. And what what do you, what 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 do you tell them? How to avoid 
overeating and eating too much of the wrong foods. Yeah, so I tell them that they need to pack um, in advance. So it's important that they know like what their schedule is ahead of time so they can bring a cooler um, with all their foods. Um, and then that way they're not going to um, eat the wrong things. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's out of the question, because some people have to stay in a hotel and there's no fridge. Or there's um, international travel yes. where you're on the plane, you're not allowed to take that any is true. of your so, food with you. Um, I have... Um, like healthy snack options for traveling um, like I'll get them to um, to pack like a protein bar um, mm-hmm. that's approved um, I've done a lot of research on supplements out on the market for mm-hmm. um, for food so like there's healthy um, uh, protein um, shakes um, and there's also healthy protein bars out on the market that yeah they can certainly take that and then if um, uh, they're um, staying at a hotel for like a few weeks um, like um, I give them recommendations on on uh, what to eat out, like plenty of salads and lean proteins, uh, Mm. really. (laughs) So how do you deal with clients that have a body image problem? Because some people, you know, women, they gain maybe two, three pounds and they look in the mirror and says, oh my God, I'm ugly, my bum is all sticking out and they feel (laughs) ugly as can be and when you objectively look at them you say you look good Mm. that is definitely like a huge struggle with most of my clients um there's always some sort of body image um i tell them um i coach them that they need to start thinking positive about their body image every single day like when they um uh, weigh on the scale and they dropped like a half a pound um on the scale um some clients might feel that oh my god it's a half a pound that's i wish i lost three pounds (laughs) in that one week and i'm constantly saying celebrate every small little victory um regardless how big or small it is um and over time you'll actually realize that you actually look a lot better in your clothes and your energy levels are also um, uh, uh, better too. (laughs) Yeah, the energy level is a big thing when you eat healthy food and as you said, a lot of fruits and vegetables. It does make a difference. It really does. So it's just trying to shift a negative mindset into more of a positive mindset. Some Mm -hmm. clients are a little bit more accepting to that while others, they are just so negative and a lot of it is because that they don't get that support at home, um, which is important with any weight loss program is that they need to have a support system to see results. That can be really difficult Mm -hmm. and I know from my home and we share a little bit of that in the in the break that when other people in the home do not want to eat healthy do not want to eat what you would like to choose and sometimes they cook something that has been or was your favorite food what Mm -hmm. do you do it's (laughs) it's a challenge it really is um and i say they order out pizza yeah and now you come home tired you had an appointment and you say oh the pizza smells good. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, I just th- chug back a big glass of water until I feel full. <laughs> you have a no. lot of willpower. <laughs> no, it's um, no. I was just joking. Yeah. Um, in, <laughs> in that case, there uh, there's been some. Um, I've I 
totally admit that I've actually been in that situation before. Um, and I just don't feel like cooking and I'll just eat whatever is available to me. But it's not like it, um, to me, it's, it's okay to allow that in your life. Um, there's, you just can't always have like this flexibility. <laughs> I, I hear you. And I think it's a matter, as you said, of balance. Absolutely. Um, and if you eat junk, All your life, you will feel junky. Yes, yes. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> and, and if you have a balance like 80-20 or what do you recommend for a relationship to healthy to unhealthy? What? I like. I definitely agree that mm -hmm. um, like 80% of your um, life should be about like maintaining that healthy lifestyle, and then like the rest of the 20 could be um, like devoted to like part like going out with friends, celebrating a birthday party. Like, there's always going to be like um, uh, social events. So it's oh, and yeah. it's hard. It's almost impossible to get away from them all. There's a lot of peer pressure. Oh, yeah. a little piece of yes. birthday cake. So and if you allow a little bit of freedom then that's okay and I do mm -hmm. this personally myself like I might not feel good the next day but I know I had a lot of fun and I'm not being like a snob by exactly <laughs> and I like that because that differentiates you from those people that are extreme focused yes. on you only can eat healthy they're called orthorexia yes. that's another eating disorder Absolutely. and that goes too far and they stress themselves out so much and isolate them so i, I really true. enjoy that <laughs> even, even you uh, eating very healthy can do that and i do the same and oh, i always yeah. tell my my people when you eat something that you know is not good for you enjoy it yes That is true. Everything that should go in your mouth, you should enjoy. If you feel guilty while eating it, you might better leave it. And that's the thing. You need to have a positive relationship with food. Like, you can't look at every, um, uh, like every chocolate bar as a negative um, uh, image of, like, uh, like, you just can't feel guilty about having that chocolate bar afterwards. And then it'll just put you down, and then it'll be hard for you to stay on top of your own weight loss goals. So that's really good. Now, before we go to the end, and we are pretty much at the end of the show, let our listeners know how they can reach you. What's your website? Yeah, so um, my company is called Fueling for Health Nutrition Consulting, and you can reach me at www.fuelingforhealth.com. Excellent. <laughs> and this brings me to the end of today's show. And don't hesitate to contact me with any questions, thoughts, comments, or suggestions. Or if you'd like to contact Erin and forgot her website, my email here <laughs> is christine at communityradio.ca or contact me through my website, docchristine.com. And I'm always grateful for any feedback. I also want to extend a special thank you to today's producer, Jim Francis, and his lovely assistant, Luke Ettinger. You might not know this. This is a volunteer station. Thank you all for listening to Healthy Alternatives. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer. Tune in next Thursday at noon on 97.5 CIOE FM Community Radio for the next episode. Goodbye and have a great day.